The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Most parts of Central Virginia were advised to find shelter yesterday afternoon. The National Weather Service issued multiple tornado warnings starting around 2 p.m. The massive storm rolled through parts of North Chesterfield and the city of Richmond, all the way up to Hanover County and the Northern Neck. Damage from the storm is still being assessed. This month, Richmond's mayor shared his proposal for establishing a civilian review board. The creation of this panel, which aims to review police conduct, was a major demand from protesters in 2020. But as Meg Schifres reports, some Richmonders say the mayor's proposal threatens to weaken the board's power and its independence from police. Under Richmond Mayor LeVar Stoney's Civilian Review Board proposal, the group would not have binding disciplinary power and instead would only make recommendations. It would also be made up of seven members, including one appointed by the chief of police. After it's formed, their policies and procedures would also have to be approved by the chief. Dr. Eli Costin was a member of the task force that the city council formed to study best practices for forming the Civilian Review Board. Costin says the mayor's recommendations don't meet community demands for independent oversight. Overall, the proposal falls significantly short of the recommendations outlined by the task force. The proposal is still under review by the city's Governmental Operations Standing Committee. Meg Schifres, VPM News. As of press time, VPM News was still waiting for a comment from the Richards Mayor's Office on this story. Regulations have yet to take effect that are aimed at fast-tracking the review process for new Civil War signage in Virginia. According to the Virginia Mercury, the pending rules would give the State Board of Historic Resources the authority to approve or reject any new text added to a Confederate memorial. These rules were supposed to take effect in April, but enough people objected to the proposed fast-track process, so the state will now have to follow a lengthier review. The regulations are required under a law passed in 2020, that gives local governments the power to remove or modify Confederate monuments. Female firefighters from around the world are gathered in the Virginia forest to train and prescribed burns. Catherine Hafner from partner station WHRO was there. The quiet of the Piney Grove Preserve in Wakefield is punctuated by the sound of birds and wind rustling through the trees. But for two weeks, the land owned by the Nature Conservancy is a training ground. It's for an international event called the Women in Fire Training Exchange. It brings together women in the Wildland Firefighting Force, who make up only about 10% of those jobs in the U.S. Here's lead organizer Lania Quinn-Davidson. We could have just been another training event that just had more women, but instead there was this level of camaraderie that we just didn't anticipate. Rebecca Wilson is with the State Department of Conservation and Recreation and has worked in fire in Virginia for decades. She says the nature of the work often centers around the danger and adrenaline. There's not a lot of vulnerability in the firefighting community. This opportunity allows women to be in a safe place, to be vulnerable, to ask questions. The women spent time learning about the local ecosystem, including loblolly pines and red cockaded woodpeckers. Now they'll carefully burn dozens of acres. That was Catherine Hafner reporting. 
The Boys and Girls Clubs of Central Virginia is asking Albemarle County for $2 million for its new facility. The group has already raised nearly $19 million, but needs about $22 million for the building. It's currently scheduled to open this fall. The Daily Progress reports that two years ago, the County Board of Supervisors briefly discussed giving the club the funds, but the pandemic put those plans on hold. Budget discussions are still ongoing, with another meeting scheduled for next week. Virginia's U.S. Senators introduced a bill last week that would create a 92,000-acre national scenic area within the George Washington National Forest. Randy B. Hagee from partner station WMRA went on a walk in the woods with an advocate who's been working to protect this land. Spring is just starting to creep up reddish knob on the northwestern edge of Augusta County. At the peak, deer glide over patches of lingering snow, while moss and grasses send up shoots along Briary Branch. We're already seeing some wildflowers coming up. Colt's foot. I've seen some spring beauties. I've seen some hepatica. Within the next month, we're going to see a lot more. Lynn Cameron is a wilderness advocate who co-founded the grassroots group Friends of Shenandoah Mountain. I met up with her at the Briary Branch Reservoir to talk about the Shenandoah Mountain Act that was introduced in the Senate last week. If it passes, a swath of land stretching from Route 33 to 250 along the state's western border will all become a national scenic area. This whole bill is really important because it protects a really outstanding natural area, one of the, the largest expanses of pretty much unroaded national forest land in the eastern United States. The area has tremendous biodiversity. It has some plants and animals found nowhere else on earth. And uh, it's just wonderful that the area can gain this kind of permanent protection while supporting recreational uses at the same time. The designation would also protect the watersheds that local residents rely on for drinking water. That's one of the reasons that the governing bodies of Harrisonburg, Stanton, and Rockingham and Augusta counties have all pledged their support for the proposal in the last few years. And as Senator Tim Kaine pointed out in a press conference on Tuesday, they view the tourism potential of this 92,000 acre national scenic area as so significant that it will be strong for the local economy. He visited the area over the weekend for a celebratory hike with Cameron and other advocates. We did about a five-mile hike on a, the Shenandoah Mountain Trail, which is a trail that dates back to 1915 along the mountain ridge that is the dividing line between Augusta and Highland counties. And it was absolutely beautiful. We weren't bargaining on snow. We thought we were going to get 60 degree weather and we ended up getting snow instead. While the area is already part of the George Washington National Forest, the U.S. Forest Service can permit commercial uses on national forest land, such as timber sales and pipeline construction. Those things are not allowed in national scenic areas, though. It would take national forest land and kind of boost up the protection level of the land by including wilderness areas, which is a very pristine designation of uh, much national forest acreage. The proposal would expand one wilderness area, Ramsey's Draft, and create three new ones in which no mechanical transport, including bicycles, would be allowed. Cameron said that of all the compromises that had to be made among stakeholders, from hikers to bear hunters to botanists, some of the most difficult ones had to be forged between the staunch wilderness supporters and the mountain bikers. Nobody got everything they wanted, but I believe everybody got most of what they wanted. So it's just an example example of what people can do when they work together. Now that Senators Kane and Warner have taken up the cause, it's more or less out of Cameron's hands. It just feels wonderful to have a bill introduced in the Senate. We've been building support for this Shenandoah Mountain National Scenic Area proposal for 18 years, and 
we have made presentations to local groups. We've reached out to businesses. We've just done so much grassroots support building, and I feel like this is really an important milestone in our campaign. The Shenandoah Mountain Act has been referred to the Senate Committee on Agriculture, Nutrition, and Forestry. A representative from Kane's office said they hope there will be a committee hearing and vote on the bill soon, but they don't know when that might be. I'm Randy B. Hagee. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.